up, world? And welcome back to another tasty episode of the Amera Podcast. Here on lovely Saturday afternoon, 4.20 p.m. Mountain Time. That was completely unintentional. It is ordained. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we got the original crew in the house tonight to talk about some, uh, well, to have a nice little game. But uh, first things first, we have with us our birthday boy, Tyler Grillo in the house. Hey. Happy birthday, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, thank you. Thank you. Happy Always good birthday. To be here. Uh, glad to be here. Also glad to be here. Yeah, thank you. 33, Jesus year. Getting it going. <laughs> no wonder you want <laughs> to discuss religion so badly. I see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pre-pod, we were all talking about religion, everybody. Um, but I also just want to name that... Uh, today being confederate surrender day um you know a hundred and whatever years ago they were like "Ooh, some motherfucker is going to be born and like we cannot like in like a hundred plus years now we cannot handle that must surrender you know they only made it one day past my birthday before they had to surrender um because I bring- wait hold on are you taking credit for the confederacy surrender <laughs> absolutely i am absolutely jesus is all about that's what jesus wow. is all about Take it. yeah yeah fun okay also that- that escalated incredibly <laughs> fast. <laughs> I mean, that is my that was one part of my intro, and part two is that let it be known that Easter is an Aries season because I saw this thing on the internet that Aries have this delusional confidence, and I was like, mm, I, I definitely, absolutely like uh, resonate with that delusional confidence. No, <laughs> no, yeah, no. And so that's why it had because Aries season, like even death could not bring us down. <laughs> death, the fuck? I don't know. I don't think there's anything delusional about taking credit for the Confederate surrender 150 <laughs> years in the future. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> no, so I'm just really riding it out right now. But um, glad to be here. As I was, as I was saying, there's nothing I'd rather do to celebrate my birthday than talk shit on the Confederacy with you guys. Don't That's right. On. You heard it first. Yeah. This is where it all begins, folks. Right here. <laughs> also with us on the pod, Mr. John Anderson. And the Denver metro area. How are you this afternoon? I'm good. I, uh, you know, heard that participation trophies aren't cool, so I had to take down my Confederate flag. Oh! oh! Ah, snip, snap. Oh! Yeah, that's, that's a really good one. Yeah, yeah isn't that good? Uh, I'm, I'm sure there's uh, quite a few people that have those hanging on their walls and make fun of millennials for one participation trophies. Yeah, yeah. that's the uh, ultimate participation trophy. So, uh, yeah, I'm doing good. It's, uh, you know, to be clear, the historical event we're celebrating is Lee's surrender at Appomattox Courthouse to Grant. We figured this should probably be a national holiday on which we vote or something. So we thought that we would observe, actually, I'm speaking for myself on that. Uh, <laughs> John, the nation needs to heal 150 Which is why years, we but... should we should vote on yeah. this day, <laughs> right? What a more healing act than that. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I appreciate this day. It's a good day. Yeah, this is a good day. Thanks for bringing awareness to this day. I, it's one of those days that I always forget about, you know? It's like, oh, yeah, that happened. It is important that we bring awareness. We should, we should print T-shirts. Yeah. Happy sure. Happy Confederate Surrender Day, yeah. April 9th. And John, you said you had to take down your Confederate flag. You mean the white flag? Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes. Why the, the white flag of surrender? Which is, <laughs> yes. Which is really just blocking the light coming in from his window behind him. So he's going to leave it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also with us, 
out in the Denver metro area, Mr. John Kelly. How are you, sir? Howdy, howdy. Doing well. Doing well. Yeah, I'm glad we uh, bring it up. It, it is important. I think, uh, Tyler, when you mentioned like in, in kind of tongue in cheek, like, oh, we need to come together right as a country and, you know, get over our past. It's really important that we have legitimate discoveries conversations about what the past really means right and if you if you bury it under so much symbolism that currently still surrounds you know that flag in general you know the southern the southern flag but then also just the confederate states and the lore that has been built up over you know 150 years after they lost and surrendered that um you know, those conversations need to come to the forefront more often and having a real good remembrance day, like you were suggesting, John, like we vote or we do something right. Something really, truly American and democratic yeah. on that day. Burn uh, generally an effigy, maybe. Yeah. That could be fun. <laughs> yeah. You, they should make it a federal law that each state needs each, like there has to be at least one Confederate monument that gets taken down. Does it, we don't care what, but you all have to decide which one it is. And every it's year like, until they're all gone, <laughs> it's like hunger games for Confederate monuments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nerd alert, nerd alert. And I'm your host, Blake Mannion. Thanks so much for joining us, everybody. Oh, <laughs> We're Balaki McBolerson, should we say today? Is that, is that the guardrail? Yeah, how are we how are we doing guardrails? Uh I am uh drinking chamomile tea today, so um Ooh. Call me. Ooh. chamomile, that's nice. Yeah, that's nice. And uh anyways, thanks for joining us, everybody. Let's uh get into it. We're gonna do a game today, a bracket of uh nope. Or a draft. draft. We've changed it. We're, we went back and forth. Was it was a bracket? Was <laughs> a bracket? It was too complicated. It was too hard. We are doing a Bra- draft today of authoritarian leaders, famous democratic leaders, and then of course of the 20th century for a wild card mm-hmm. character of, yep. of the 20th century. Yep. And to be honest, uh, here, I uh, I don't know what I'm doing for half of this. So uh, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna try and see if I can make these work for you guys. And just Blake, let again, me again. Again, I say Benjamin Franklin's totally fine. He's ubiquitous <laughs> throughout history. He's not just an 18th century person. He's a 20th he century person. Just like he always. Pick he is out of time. RBS. Yeah. He. He. I mean, come on. He's great. I have a replacement for for Benjamin. It's okay. An interesting observation that I had when building the bracket. I was listeners to peek behind the curtain a little bit. We're going to do a bracket. I was building the bracket uh, right before this because I've never not been a procrastinator. And then in in classic form of mine, got halfway through the assignment, realized this is not going to work and we have to do something else. And uh, one of the interesting reasons why it wasn't going to work, I found in an observation was... All right, let's put Stal- uh, Stalin and Mao and Mussolini and Hitler on there and like call it a day, basically. Like, yeah. pretty easy, right? Uh, when I was going through the Democrats, I was like, oh, I want to put like the suffragette movement on there. Let me go see if I can like find somebody to be representative of that. It's like, ah, maybe, but they're, you know, like this, that, the other thing. There's not one person there that that's, you know, good. Another thing I was looking for was, um, I thought it'd be cool to have like a disability advocate on there. Mm -hmm. And so I was looking for maybe somebody that I could, you know, use as a symbol for passing the American with disabilities act. Uh, 
couldn't really find anything, you know? And so there was obviously people there, but there wasn't like a person who was representative who we could put into a bracket and talk about in a good way. And I think that that's actually really emblematic of like how these things work. And it's actually in the name, right? It makes sense that authoritarians are identifiable as single individuals, whereas Democrats end up actually being more of a democratic movement from from above. Coalition of people. Yep. Exactly. So like the reason we needed to get out of a bracket was because there wasn't like enough people in the 20th century that were going to be relatively good to go up against authoritarians because yeah, turns we also, out it's, we also like I, I know i think I'm, I'm pretty sure that everybody else had this same thought too and i was like oh man we're gonna play this whole bracket out and then it's gonna be like we're gonna praise hitler for winning because he's like yeah he's a great authoritarian <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Like, sweet do we really want to have a podcast where the ending thing is like uh yeah hitler was cool yeah uh, hitler yeah, was hitler cool. was the best Fuck authoritarian yeah. uh influential shall we say Indeed. And we did put Rutherford B. Hayes through a bracket one that's, time. So, that's right. that did uh, but yeah, I thought that that ended up being a pretty interesting observation, which in retrospect makes so much sense. Right. Uh, but yeah. um, I think that's kind of cool. So, you know, in, in, in to, to tie that back to modern days, if you, you know, you don't have to be Martin Luther King to make a difference. And in these types of democratic movements, it actually ends up being that, if everybody chips in a little bit, we have a successful movement. So don't feel like you have to eat the whole elephant. Just try and take a bite. And if everybody does that, yeah. we're going to get through it. Here fucking go. Shablam. So instead of that, we're going to try and do something fun, which is a WWE cage style match, which is a uh, it's a uh, tag team match. Uh, we have a uh, an authoritarian that we have to draft. These are positions. Okay. So an authoritarian, a Democrat, and then a, a gray neutral character. Yeah. So uh, and you can choose whichever one you want to want to go for first. Now, so, now does the uh, does the gray neutral character really just have to be someone who's not either authoritarian or democratic? Because it's a little hard. No, it, it could. Well, well I guess let's say like wild card. So it could be yeah, just whoever you want. Okay, whoever you want. Well, listeners, this is the person who during the WWE cage match is not on the official team, but all of a sudden you hear the music playing and comes out of the wing, you know, with a chair, right? Like this is the, this is the person who comes in. You don't know. That they're is right, that, so. is that Nancy Pelosi's yeah. music? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Like, that's what yeah. What would, what would Nancy Pelosi's entrance song be though? Do we get to pick entrance songs for these people too? Or oh. do we just pick? Oh, we should uh, at least try to. Yeah, we should definitely try. <laughs> what would Nancy Pelosi's interest music? I, I'm thinking something ACDC or like Metallica, like something. I would say maybe a maybe a, like Purple Rain or some sort of Prince song. I feel like. Would <laughs> yeah, be, I could like, see. Oh, okay. Coming from yeah. Northern Doesn't California, she, I feel like right? she'd have some kind of like '60s hippie child or like yeah, yeah. maybe Prince Doesn't or she something. Like, yeah. yeah, like funk or something from that time. Yeah, something that you like think is really out there, but then actually is not as out there as it could be, because that's kind of Nancy Pelosi, you know. Mm. She's like, you know, she's she's a weirdo, but she also is like locked in. So like the most generic uh Grateful Dead song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, me and my <laughs> uncle or some shit, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, just, now we're now we're all right. no, it would absolutely be a touch of gray. All right, hundred percent be a touch of gray. All right, well, that's enough dead jokes for the for the yeah. this time around. You can only do so many dead jokes in one. 
So, uh, yeah, which which group are we drafting first, John? Well, so I think it should be up to you. Um, oh, ooh, interesting. Right. So, like, it's you're you're drafting different positions, just like yeah, we yeah, did. Yeah. And you can uh, do okay. And so, yeah. should we do a snake draft, and we have to figure out the order? Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to do that right now. Got a random generator. Good. See, we like to do it live, in the words of um, our Lord and Savior. Fuck it, do it live. Bill O'Reilly. Bill you're O'Reilly. really gonna you're gonna throw Lord Savior and Bill O'Reilly in the same sentence? Like it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you sure. know, as we were talking about earlier, religion is all uh, a sham, anyways. Ooh, Organ- say more about that. As your kill time, organized religion. Okay, well, organized religion is really mostly just power structures realizing that these movements are too big for them to uh, actually control anymore. So they're like, oh, we have to like, you know, join them. Like you can't beat them, join them situation. So by the time you mostly get to the level of organized religion, it's basically just another form of some sort of power structure over people. Generally, the the sure, things within sure. them are usually great, but you know, yeah, Thank it's you, also an, it's or also Tyler. an important <laughs> high level. <laughs> if you guys haven't picked it up Tyler. yet, yeah, if you haven't picked it up yet from reading Sapiens, which is what we're reading for our book uh, club, like it's very important that we have cultural aspects that connect people and allow them to trust and out. communicate with each other and organize religion. A hundred percent does that. Oh, yes, 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 and that's why the Roman Empire too. Anyways, <clears throat> that's neither here nor there. Uh, <laughs> Blake, pick yeah. a number between one and four. Nerd alert, nerd alert. <laughs> three. Uh, okay. Kelly, pick a number between one and four. That's not three. Uh, one. Uh, Tyler, same thing. That's not three or one. Two, obviously. Two. Okay, I'll take four. All right. So let me hit this. All right. So we're doing Tyler, Kelly. Hold on. Let me write this down. Tyler, Kelly. Blake, and then me. Okay, and we snake drafting it? We, we snake, snake drafted draft it. Okay, great. Oh, I love that I get the first pick. I knew I was going to pick, but I wasn't sure if it was going to be there. All right, we'll start us off then. All right, well, if I'm starting us off strong, I'm going to start with the... Um, with the Democrats, because I do feel like that is a smaller field to pick from. It is, turns uh, out. There's a, yeah, unfortunately, there's only so many, but I'm going to go with FDR. Straight off the cuffs, I'm going All with right. FDR because a true, de- and, and when, you know, when you look at democracy, I feel like, you know, like people who are really Democrats through the, the ages, um, it, it sometimes can be hard to decipher what things they're doing by necessity to keep the world order from like literally collapsing into authoritarian and like straight up tribal violence. And like, back to your point, John, like the kind of balance of things that are like, oof, that's not great. But like, if that hadn't happened, then what might've happened? You know, like you see these moves that various leaders do, but with FDR, it's so clear, like the new deal, all of his progressive, dare I say, socialist policies that he implemented. (laughs) Like he was like clearly, um, he was clearly an actual, an actual progressive, um, in that way. And, um, yeah, also disabled. Uh, and, um, even though that was not, unfortunately, um, uh, something that could be, uh, a part of himself that he could uh, uh, show the world necessarily at that time. Um, but he was a big advocate for it. He yes. established um, uh, like um, facilities for people with similar stuff. And yeah, he interesting dude. Yeah. So I had regard. to go, I had to go to FDR because I do, I do feel that he is a strong democratic future. And honestly, mm-hmm. if it wasn't for FDR, I, I I'm like, we might be where we are in the United States, but like 30, 20 or 30 years ago, Like he, you know, like his policies bolstered the working class in a certain way that, um, 
that, you know, what now that a lot of those policies have been stripped, it comes back around and everyone's, oh, what's happening? And then we blame immigrants and we blame all of this. But he like actually like bolstered the the working class poor in a certain way that kept and also, anyways, industrial revolution, yada yada. Totally. What do you think his superpower would be in a cage match? You yeah, the, the FDR, the FDR superpower. I feel I mm-hmm. mean, come on, this this is not cute, but obviously his superpower would be just like taking his wheelchair and beating the shit out of someone. Like obviously. <laughs> I, I figured he would he would throw it yeah, like throw, a ranged yeah, weapon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah clearly. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Interesting. Yeah, obviously. Ooh, yeah, his I, song, his song. His interest I was, song. I was th- well, you think of the song, I was thinking that it could be like a pacify movement right it'd be like a fireside chat like all of a sudden yeah. you just like he just turns like, around puts people to sleep just like a fireplace everybody in the ring for a second that's really good that's, that's really amazing good. that's I a great one like, like his his song would be maybe something like we didn't start the fire you know very working oh, oh like the bridge sure yeah. allentown maybe allentown yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. something like this uh-huh. that's great yeah. love cool. it all right kelly where are you at <laughs> Hmm. This is tough. Um, I think I am going to go the opposite route. I think I'm going to pick an authoritarian first. Okay. There's some fun ones out there, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to go with Mao Zedong. Oh, yeah. dude, such a good, gotta do it. Good uh, one. That was low key. Yeah, really. I, that was my sleeper for the authoritarians. Yeah. He's. Uh, I mean, if if you if you want to discuss success over a political career, I don't know yeah. if you can find someone who accomplished as much as he did during his yeah. tenure as the president of the People's <laughs> Republic of China, quote unquote. Um, but I mean, you know, controlling the Communist Party there and forcing the really truly agrarian society to uh, in China to forcefully industrialize during the mid latter half of the mid part of the 20th century is no small feat. And I mean, obviously it resulted in millions, tens of millions of people's of deaths because of famine and forced war camps and all the really kind of nasty stuff that you think about with authoritarians too. But I mean, uh, the, uh, the People's Republic of China and China today would be nowhere near where it would be without Mao's leadership in terms of their um, station on the world stage, their economic might, um, which really came from that forced industrialization. And so. really interestingly, he did something that not very many people do on the world stage, which is he took an insurgent movement, was able to lead and win an insurgent movement, yeah. and then was able to build build a nation however we want to define that in the horror that it was um it's very very rare that you find somebody who can do both of those things and so like it's interesting i think i think some of the the big names from the 20th century did kind of did similar i think you could potentially put stalin and hitler in a similar group but uh, yeah stalin was the most successful yeah mao was or stalin yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And I think Mao's also a very interesting figure in terms of like the like on the authoritarian side where there actually is more some like complexity, like right because like China was he was being colonized, right? And like they, like he took China from being like a colonized 
one of the oldest civilizations or cultures, but and took it to being a global superpower, right? Like, and that is or at least set it on the tracks. Set to it do on the so. track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, one can argue, and also like women's rights under his rule, like like really, really expanded, which is you know unusual, kind of. shall we say, in authoritarian regimes. So like you know, I would still say maybe net negative. However, um, you know, interesting, interesting. That right. I mean, yeah. As long as you were within the party. Yeah, exactly. Like right, there's yeah, a yeah, yeah. there's a you were you know Black equally going to get murdered yeah, by yeah. yeah. Um, like, if you're in the party, we can have a conversation. If you're out of the party, there ain't nothing to be said. You know? Yeah, good luck trying to find food. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Block A. Um, okay, so I'll go with my authoritarian leader Ooh. as well, and I am picking. Oh man, I am gonna just butcher his full name here, Mustafa Kemal Ataturk. Oh, oh interesting! Ah, wow, Ataturk. Um, ah, interesting. <laughs> John, likes he it. um, he's known for <laughs> creating the modern secular state of Turkey. Basically, mm-hmm. yeah, he was a commander of the 19th Division during the 1915 Battle of Gallipoli. Um, Gallipoli. Where, Gallipoli, where I think where he, I guess that's where he was kind of like known or where he uh, became better known, I should say. Um, and then he, he's also well known as a peacetime leader and kind of like westernizing Turkey to integrate into Europe yeah. and European uh, was, neighbors. Was so. not on my list. Very nice. I appreciate yeah, yeah. it. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a huge list I was looking through, and he's one of those figures where I'm like, oh yeah, I remember him like as a name, but uh, I forgot about him. So clicked on it, I was like, oh yeah, this dude. Well, and his legacy is interesting, also, right? Like, like Turkey continues to be under Erdogan, uh, an authoritarian state, but they are also part of the European Union and a member of NATO, which is a quite a cacophony of and Erdogan's. Um, legacy or record in this is very mixed but there is a lot of uh secularism in turkey still which is unusual for the region in terms of government so um which was a tradition started by ataturk uh so very very interesting there also Mm -hmm. you know this is not his doing but istanbul is a city of cats so he's doing something right Amen. Yeah. Just, just like taking credit for the surrender of the Confederacy. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's uh, responsible one. for the city of cats, but yeah. 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 Correlation is not equal causation. I'm just saying, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Think about it. I'm just I'm just over here. I'm just asking questions. Think about that's it. That's funny. Ooh, John, you ready for your back-to-back picks here? This I'm ready. This must feel right, good. So... I was going to take one way off the board for the Democrats and take uh, Hannah Arendt, oh. uh, who wrote um, The Origins of Totalitarianism. She's one of the best um, political philosophers for understanding authoritarianism. So, yeah. like, right there, I just neutralize everybody. She's got, like, you know, the ultimate trump card on all the other authoritarians. That's her superpower. Um, oh, her, her superpower is book learning? Man, I her, knew, no, never knew that no. was a superpower. That's fantastic. Her, well, it is. Turns out. Did Tell you ever? 
Reedy Raybo, man. Oh, yeah, 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 obviously. <laughs> the pen is mightier um, than the sword. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I'm not going to pick her, though, because someone who I was worried wasn't going to be on the board is going to be on the board. So, you know, we w- there's these different archetypes when you're trying to build a team. Yes, yes. One of those archetypes is a tank, right? Where you just want somebody to run out and just take damage from everybody else <laughs> while your other people are out there like doing shit, right? Sure. Uh-huh. sure. So, so, so my tank I'm going to take as as my Democrat. It's going to be Nelson Mandela, because uh, if we know anything, Nelson Mandela can take a fucking punch. That's right. So that's right. Uh, so he's going to be my Democrat. There you go. Uh, Good call. And Good call. Thank you. And then while he's out there, like. Rope a doping people. I want little fucking Stalin out there just stabbing people in the back. Right. Just, just, just running around just fucking assass- knifing people in the back. Right. Just yeah, yeah, assassination yeah. after assassination. So uh, so they so they're they're gonna be my dynamic duo. Ooh, that's a good duo. That's yeah. A good so duo. Nelson Mandela, Joseph Stalin. Now I think I feel like we covered that. His special attack, Stalin's, is stabbing people in the back. <laughs> now, Nelson and Mandela's, what would you say is, is it, is it, I mean, he can take a punch. I don't know if that's a special, like, attack feature. He can take yeah. all the punches. All the punches. Okay. <laughs> He's okay, the okay. ultimate tank. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I was going to say that his special thing might be like, he could just, like, activate Winnie, you know, like from the wings and, like, Winnie will just come in and fucking take it down. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, different, different. Um, that's a good back-to-back, John. Very good. Thank back-to-back. you. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's that's it. And then get ready for my wild card. Oh yeah. Is it Kanye? Kanye it's is. not. It's not. Uh, it's not a cultural figure. Uh, bummer. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So I mean, Nelson Mandela is a fucking hero. Battled apartheid. Spent what three decades in jail or whatever. Was a yeah. a crucial figure in. And depending uh, on which butterfly timeline you come from, he either died in jail or not. We don't know. We don't know. Sure. I can um, remember for a fact that he died in jail. No, no, he did not. Was crucial for members all around the world or freedom fighters all around the world. Um, so, yeah, fuck yeah. Nelson Mandela. Let's Here fucking go. go. And then Joseph Stalin obviously was incredibly proficient in murdering Russians and murdering Germans. And so, and, yep. and also stabbing people in the back who yeah, were that's clearly him, how so. he dealt with his own personal <laughs> uh, issue crew, yeah. his own personal uh power <laughs> structure <laughs> um yeah. but you know again like mao you really forcefully brought you know, parts of the soviet union into the 21st century right yeah industrialized massive parts of it whether or not people wanted any part of it or not <laughs> ended up like the his record in world war ii initially was really terrible he it, there was very clear indications that the Germans were going to invade. All the Western uh, powers were telling him they're going to invade. He was like, nah, I trust Hitler for some fucking reason. And then uh, he ended up like hiding in his fucking bedroom for several, uh, I think like 50 days or something like that. And then he came out of that and actually ended up being a pretty effective general where like, or I mean, a leader of his people in terms of winning a war. He, you know, had... Put a bunch of fucking generals in uh, gulags and he brought them all out and was like, sorry, man, we need to win a war. And so like he ended up, you know, in those ways, beating, beating the Germans. And there's, it's something insane, like 84% of German casualties were inflicted by Russians. Right. Yeah. 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 It's something insane like that. And so, um, you know, the, as far as being an effective authoritarian leader. I think he was 
he was well, that. And I would argue by taking like a legitimate attempt at a at a communist government, just being like, yeah, I'm just going to go ahead. Yeah, I'm just gonna I don't go know ahead. if he did that. Thanks. Well, I, I mean, yeah. I Lenin, think there's an argument. Point, yeah, 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 yeah. Lenin already made that kind of happen. Yeah, totally. I, like it's an authoritarian government under the yeah, I, yeah. I think he right? ca- he called it communism. Yeah, because that's he was part of that revolution yeah. well, when the it Bolshevik happened, revolution. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he yeah. It stemmed from, and and in some ways the Bolsheviks uh, took a stab at an actual communist yeah. revolution, and in a different world somewhere maybe a more rational timeline, uh, a bunch of nations revolted. Like there was a real possibility that Germany was going to go fucking commie. Uh, Right. That would have been interesting. Yeah. Yeah. There was absolutely a communist undertone. It it actually helped propel the Nazi party as part of it. And I think it accelerated peace as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because the Western, uh, everybody was worried about the, the communism in the ring. And like, you know, the French had, um, whole units that refused to attack um they were like we're not oh, right. abandoning the trenches but we yeah. will we're not attacking trenches anymore because it's right. fucking insane after four years of doing this and so like there was a lot of of tension in shall we say the working class around world war one and there was a very open question about a lot of capitals going communist i mean literally paris berlin mm. London, all of them were were yeah. worried about it. Washington right D.C. I mean, yeah. shit, there's, there's <laughs> yeah. a pretty sizable communist movement here in the United States as well during this. Well, sure. and I know yeah. we're getting a little bit off topic, and definitely want to hear your next pick, Blake. But I, I think it is just worth mentioning that you know the thing about communism is that, in my personal opinion, is that while it is a very well, like you know, it's one of those th- philosophies that like of government that like if you could just be like. You could just make it happen. Sounds great. But the thing that's hard about it is that it's so susceptible to authoritarianism. Like it's, it's like, because it's structured in such a way that everybody needs to be participatory. If people are not participatory, it's just so easy for a strong man to come in and just take over that shit. I would say even like to make it a little bit more abstract, it does not properly account for human nature. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Uh, human nature as it is. I think it, I Correct. Think it idealizes like what humans could Correct. be, you know? Yeah. That's right. like one of well, the... Well, yeah, and it's, a, it's an economic philosophy, right? Yeah. Everybody's yeah, provided yeah. for. That's the bottom line of communism, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. But we don't... We live in a uh, nature that want is always yeah. going to happen. Well, and it... And it, and it it it's precedent on like literally everyone is spending like if we take like workforce like you're probably spending like 30% of your time daily like on politics at the local level and like nobody like you know so few people actually do that to these days it, like, it's never yeah, i mean voluntarily you need to voluntarily do that, right? yeah, i don't yeah exactly yeah, exactly. yeah <laughs> we're yeah, so. fucking engaged yeah, yeah so yeah. um yeah i think it's 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 very similar i think in that regard to libertarianism, which it just does not properly account for how yeah. humans behave. Yeah, I think that's a pretty solid point. Yep. Can I go to this council meeting or are you going to load another bowl? You know, it's hard. It's a tough, <laughs> you know, it's really, decisions it's have tough. to be made. Decisions have to be made, bro. Blake, what do you got? Sacrifices, dude. Sacrifices. Sacrifices. <laughs> Who you got? Who's your Democrat, buddy? My, my Democrat pick for this draft is Carl Carl Stokes. Are you guys familiar with this chap? Carl Stokes? No. Deep cuts. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not. (laughs) 
Well, I, I wanted to pick. Him, but I, I wanted to pick an African American person who was like a first in things. So, Carl Stokes was the first African American mayor of a major U.S. city when he took office in Cleveland. Um, during his tenure, he uh, was struggling with like a declining economy in the city, and so he's known for like improving poverty rates and homelessness and, and that kind of thing. And he became the first. Uh, black or african-american anchor in that city as well and uh then he became a municipal court judge in cleveland and then the ambassador to seychelles islands in africa which is oh a man that's a sweet post at the end of yeah the that's that's not a bad gig if you can get it yeah, yeah. <laughs> that guy raised some fucking money on the campaign yeah let's <laughs> <laughs> No, I I did want to do Nelson Mandela, but sorry, I I, I swooped. Kyle you. Stokes yeah. was number two. <laughs> um, What's well, I mean, that's a good one. Blake yeah. is the first. I mean, first African American mayor of Cleveland's a big deal. Cleveland yeah, well, was a, a major U.S. city, black city and, right? yeah, yeah, and but, it's a historical black city. Like ninety percent of the workforce was uh, African American at that point, working in a lot of the steel mills and stuff along the Erie River. Yeah, um, good good choice. Good choice. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to the little guys, you know? Well, and that's a part of it, right? In democratic movements, it's like, that, that's the thing about democracy, right? Is that the little people are just as important as the big people. One might almost argue that the way that democracy operates, at least in the United States, is like s- sort of in the lines of communism, where it's like, you have to have the local level and the state level people, you know, actively working. The fe- It's not just all about the federal government, right? And that is the beauty of democracy, is that it's both, I would say. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that federalism, which is what you're describing, right, which is yeah. a uh, you break apart the functions of government in terms of of um, scale. Yeah, uh, I think that that's one of the best innovations of the U.S. Constitution. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it allows. I don't know necessarily how communistic. It is because like there's a lot yeah. of economics you'd have to add in yeah, there yeah, to, yeah. to to, but, to get but, there. Uh, Just at the level uh, of of participatoriness in the process. Totally. Right? So yeah. like we have, I don't know. The count was when I was in college, like sixty three thousand. I heard a a, a a count that was like much higher than that recently. But there's tens of thousands of governments in the United States. Every yeah. school board is a government. Every yeah. rec board yeah. is a government. Every town council is a government. And so what that ends up doing is, as um, Madison said in Federalist Number 10, which is, how do you deal with what he called factions, what we call parties, uh, instead of outlawing them, because if you outlawed them, you would outlaw freedom. You make so many of them that not one can gain control and then become an authoritarian government right. and so yeah, to dominate uh, all the rest of them. yeah so that's why we want to spread a power out not only in in branches like the judiciary and the presidency and congress but we want to spread it out in terms of scale so local uh governments have certain things state governments have certain purviews and federal government has certain purviews we like to argue about that a lot uh which is you know healthy as long as it is um relatively ideologically consistent, I would say. Right. Yeah. Right. Which it often is more based on whatever outcome you want rather than a ideologically consistent position. Yeah. 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 Totally. All right. Well, I think I'm up Hell yeah. for my next yeah, choice. You are. Hell yeah, and uh, so I'll, I'll choose Democrat. my uh, Democrat. Um, 
And I am going to go with Martin Luther King Jr. Yes, you are. Got to do it. Now, basically, as the... Go ahead, Blake. Did he serve in office? No, that's not necessarily one of the... Yeah, you don't have to necessarily... No, no. No. Yeah, you, you just have to be like some kind of political, cultural, um, philosophic leader in yeah. in the right in regarding, which, which is what John was getting at earlier in the episode was kind of like it's tough to bracket out a bunch of authoritarian leaders versus a bunch of democratic leaders because most of the time those democratic leaders don't necessarily have the same level of power. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but I I think MLK is important to include here as the leading face of the civil rights movement um, in the 20th century in the United States, reformed, uh, helped push through reforms of citizens and uh, citizen rights, as well as voting rights uh, for African-Americans and other minorities to to this day, still Mm -hmm. benefit Mm -hmm. from the stuff that he was part of pushing through and was an important influencer around the planet in terms of decolonization and how other countries dealt with that and how to how they chose to work through their racist regimes that were there because yeah jim crow in the south was absolutely a racist regime it needed extreme extreme diligence by people to take down there and a lot of support from outside so um you know it'd be hard to have i think a legitimate conversation of democratic leaders without including mlk um you know i think putting him next to next to mao and my uh Cage match, yeah, maybe. Dude, is this the best? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It may not be great, but uh, <laughs> I think it's a solid What team. do you think MLK does? He, he, you know what? He's, he's hmm. got the charm power, right? He's he got, comes in and he, got the he, charm power. He flips, he flips people, right? Yeah. Like all of a sudden yeah, yeah. for 30 seconds, you're like battling was, for the other team. I was going to say like the Jedi yeah. mind trick, like you do yeah. not want to sell death sticks. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. I was also just going to have the thing like where... Um, like the the power where like everything that is like you can just all you can just be hitting and using up all of your strength powers like the opponent is like hiding them and just nothing because you know peace movement anti you know just like nothing yeah yeah, yeah he's like matter. bounces right off yeah bounces he's, right he's off. got a he's got the uh, I'm rubber your glue power yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah, here's yeah. what it is is he reflects powers back at yeah people. right 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 yeah, like yeah, so you try and mirroring. Yeah, yeah. For you D and D nerds, it's kind of like a shield of faith type thing from a pack. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Fuck yeah, yeah, let's go. Takes one to know one, Kelly. (laughs) Um, What? What? (laughs) All right, Uh, Tyler. Okay, that's me. Okay, so now I. It's fun because I guess it's been a while since we got back back to authoritarian. Yeah, Yeah, I'm just so excited. I knocked my microphone. Edit that out, like. Um, (laughs) uh, I'm so excited, and it's like there's obviously, unfortunately, there's so many choices and. You know, Mussolini was obviously on there because I wanted to make a bunch of pasta jokes and like throwing pasta at people. Well, and he's the OG, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He's got that OG power. But in terms of just like brute strength, like I gotta, I'm sorry, because he's still on the board, Hitler. Like I gotta, I gotta take Hitler. Like he's the third of the top three. Yeah. And very clearly. Yeah, very clearly. And he shapes, I mean, the 20th, yeah, the entire political Mm -hmm. landscape of the 20th century. Um, You know, I mean, post 30s right really is he really i think is the poster of authoritarianism leadership right you you put you put mao you put stalin right you might put ataturk in like a similar vein because they turned out autocratic in ways but hitler made no qualms about it at any point 
it was yeah. always authoritarian and it was and it, about the authoritarianism that and was and it the most very important. much yeah. reflected him personally yes um yes. both yes. in terms of good things and bad things right. um yeah. and he really bent uh a very strong culture to his personal will for a couple decades which is yes. a wild fucking yeah. thing you know yeah. i mean like the german army is one of the most storied armies in the last several centuries. Mm -hmm. They have a lot of power in that country, and he ended up making him his bitch for yeah a while. It's we'll talk wild. about being an orator, right? Like being able to sway mm -hmm. sway mm -hmm. large swaths of people. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, he basically like it's you know, and there was a whole. <clears throat> For those of us who are not uh, dude, which is I guess most people these days who do not remember this whole discussion, there was a whole thing where it was like, well, fascism is like a German cultural problem. Like that couldn't just happen anywhere, and right. and and obviously that has now been understood too by uh, <laughs> by personal experience. Do not be true. <laughs> But, yeah. the, but but I think that he's an example of like wow with a certain oration and a certain presence and by enacting certain things at the at the federal level like you can you can move large swaths of civilians into fascism right very and quickly yeah very that's, quickly. and that's that's a very good point because you know Stalin came into power and Mao came into power after basically revolutions and and stuff that happened within their country right. he basically did it through the democratic process yeah right yeah, yeah. he very which much is, did absolutely yep. which is like a case for like oh fuck you know it can happen if you can happen there it can happen anywhere um i also absolutely know what his superpower would be because you know he's a jew right hitler was a jew or you know his on his mother's side which is how the lineage works he's a jew space lasers. yeah oh space lasers Jewish space lasers man. i was gonna say his his superpowers like ditto of the pokemon where he just becomes the the enemy of it so he's like oh like he literally he's like jews are the problem but actually he's a jew so it's like right. whatever whatever enemy he can just like uh, you know he can he can transform into their like so it's like powers and push it Back. It's like the dark version of what we were talking about for MLK. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right. It's the yeah, dark yeah, version. Yeah. Of, instead of fighting like, it back, he becomes it. You did know? you did you guys watch uh, the show? But not Heroes? in a cool way. Kind of in a weird nerdy way, like Kirby, where he sucks him in and then he just gets, gets to wear the hat for a little while. You know, <laughs> right, right, right. Or like the meme that the dark Kermit. He's like the dark Kermit. You know? Yeah. Did yeah, you yeah, guys yeah. Uh, did you guys watch the show Heroes? Yes. He's like the, nobody else. The, no, okay, cool. I did. He, he's like the enemy in the first season, the clock guy oh, who like yeah. who can takes people's powers but yeah, like yeah. murders them. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, he's not just the first season. He's in. Sorry, save the cheerleader. Yeah. The well, we but to, yeah. it was yeah, a yeah, garbage yeah. show after yeah. the first season. Come on, no spoilers yeah. for a show that's ten years old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, Patsy is you know so hot again in that show. Um, here's the uh, the wild cards. We've well, all got our wild cards. cards. Oh wait, sorry. Before we go to wild cards, sorry. Yes, wild cards. We're excited, but I have to tell the song. Obviously, Hitler's song oh. would be 99 Red Balloons, the German version. Oh my version. God. <laughs> would, be would obviously be his entry song. We all know this. Sure. Uh, yeah. Good one. Clearly, he had something, some soft side to him somewhere. We don't know. Yeah, he was an artist. Yeah, yeah. Right. He was an so, artist. Yeah. 99 Red Balloons, like, more, but also the balloons. I love you. Yeah. Something. I don't know. Anyways, yeah. And it's the bad version too. Yeah, and I was going to say, I was going to say, Do Host by Rammstein. Yeah. It seems like a very <laughs> Hitler song. Um, all right, yeah, we go into the we go into the wild card round. Yeah, wild card fun. round. I'm glad I get to circle back here. So, you know, I did have a few folks that were obviously 
on the docket. Um, I did make a Winnie Mandela joke earlier, but she would have been a she would could have been a great choice. I mean, you know, out there burning tires, like also maybe some fraud and stuff later. So like a controversial figure. So like Winnie Mandela could have been good. Um, another person who I definitely was, but would obviously uh, be more on w- w- would be on the Democratic side would be uh, Tsai Ing-wen, the uh, current president of Taiwan, um, especially because uh, just in this. She'd be she'd be more of a future pick, uh, given that you know the government. So right when Mao took over, the the Chinese Democrat fled to Taiwan. Right, that's how that whole thing happened, and why Taiwan is still like independent. But China is of course always looking to see if they can get that. Um, but historically, you know, her her party's really supported um, uh, poor people, pro women, pro LGBTQ. Um, you know, yeah. So she's a she's a whole she's a whole thing that could be a great great pick. But who I'm actually going to go with, especially in the spirit of this nebulous, is I'm going to go with someone named Joshua Milton Blayi, or you may also know him by his colloquial name, General Butt Naked. Um, If you are familiar with uh, General Butt Naked, uh, he is a uh, Liberian, uh, started as a warlord, and is now an evangelical preacher. Um, If you ever saw the Book of Mormon, uh, the South Park guys thing, there's a character called General Butt Fucking Naked in that, who is based off of this character, General Butt Naked. And yeah, I mean... He is a straight-up warlord. He's called General Butt Naked because he thought that by getting naked when he was a warlord, it like gave him these special powers where nothing could kill him, and so he would literally charge into battle naked. Um, and yeah, he... I guess it works. Yes, it worked. I mean, child armies. Uh, I mean, yeah, like there's allegations of drinking children's blood. I mean, very, very bad warlord authoritarian, obviously, and especially in, in uh, Liberia, right? The, the whole thing going on there. And then... One day, as he tells the story, while he's like sitting on his warlord throne somewhere in Liberia, he has this vision in which these figures come to him and are basically like, bro, you're doing it wrong. Like, you thought it's all about this, but actually it's not about that. It's about bringing people together. And he like renounces his warlordship, um, becomes an evangelical preacher, and has spent the rest of his life um, trying to rehabilitate child soldiers, which he himself like recruited. And so it's like people who he actually he recruited, but also other like child soldiers. And so, you know, just as one of those people who is very neutral <laughs> and gray, gray area. There's a lot of ambiguity to this to the morality of this character. Ambiguity. Yeah. Uh and 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 you know, as someone who's into like, hey, people can change. I mean, I don't know. Is he being authentic in all of this? Or but he pled guilty. He actually went before Liberian courts. He pled guilty and said, Yes, I did do all of those things. And I plead guilty. And like, if you want to punish me, feel free to do that. Also, I renounce all of that. And I've been like an evangelical minister for many, many years now, trying to undo all the fuckery that I did. Um, so you know, uh, but great obviously pick. yeah, yeah, right? very and interesting. Obviously, his superpower would be being naked, would be like stripping down and being naked. Absolutely in the spirit of this game. Right? I felt, I, I thought so. <laughs> Yes, I thought 100%. So. There's my wild card. <laughs> that is a good one. Wow. That is a good one. Naked. How are you going to top that? How are you gonna... <laughs> I don't know if I can actually. I feel pretty I good about mine, but I'm not sure I'm going to get quite there. All right. All right. Well, it's back to you. But I'm, I'm, I am going to beat you. It just won't be as funny. Oh, okay. 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 I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Fair uh, <enough>. Well, <laughs> When when I was thinking through the, that type of person, I didn't come up with a lot of people that I felt had a good balance of like two sides like that. Like uh-huh. that 
General Buck Naked very is much a duality, right? Early and yeah, later. There's a lot history. of duality and there. There's yeah, a lot yeah, going yeah, on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I think this, I think this person that I'm going to pick ha- has some duality as well because I think part of uh, his his work is misunderstood or has been propagandized to the point that it's misunderstood. But to round out my team and to give myself some little bit more military tactics, a little more umph when he comes uh-huh. out with the metal uh-huh. chair, Shay. Uh-huh. Guevara. Oh, great oh, pick, yeah. dude. Great fucking pick. Yes. Um, yeah. Because, you know, one. yeah, as one of the most, I think, polarizing people of the Absolutely. 20th century, yeah. um, very much a uh, militarist, a leftist, yeah. you know, someone who's very much, uh, but on the side of the working class poor, yeah. uh-huh. of the hungry. Yeah. Um, he spearheaded programs in many places in South America for like literacy programs and trying to redistribute wealth to poor people who are really very much victims of still colonization at that point where the systems within their countries were still very much. And I mean, you can still see it today, but then it was even worse. Um, and you know, um, of course he was also, you know, a guerrilla military leader, you know, so in multiple countries he helped, uh, with, overthrows of elected governments, some of which we supported, some of which we didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very popular in the uh, part of the Cuban overthrow yep, of Cuba of course, and of Fidel Castro being, uh, you know, the yeah. eventual leader uh, of that. Yep. So yeah. uh, I think I think he adds to the team and, uh, you know, not as much of a gray area, but, uh, you know, that's I my pick it. to round the team. That's a good one. That is a great pick. And, you know, he, he's an interesting figure on, I mean, for so many different reasons, but, you know, in his diaries, he talks about how, like, war really, like, lit him up in a certain way. He was like, I feel like I could be my full self, which I think is an interesting, questionable thing, right? Yeah. Is like, huh, so you you found yourself in violence. Interesting. I mean, I think we could, I was like, I, part of me is like, it's called trauma, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, <it's, laughs> like um, but, but the way in which he undertook that, again, as you were saying, Kelly, is for the worker side, for the people and being like I like this is this is who I am and I need to do this for the sake of people who who need people to defend them and so yeah great yep. like yeah great area it, you know it very game. much plays into like uh like kind of a no partnership in a way with my Mao pick as well because yes, I think yes, like yes, if he if he would have yeah, risen to the same yeah, type of prominence you yeah. could see him performing the same kind of things that Mao did right in China. Dude, you got it, a lot of ten- sneaky grid uh, gorilla shit going on on your yeah, team. Yeah, 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 They're yeah. Gonna yeah, be yeah. a super pain in the ass to deal yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very complimentary there. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Blake. Uh, oh, Blake. Here I'm we excited, go. Because your your first two picks are already wild cards. So yeah. uh, who's the wild card? Wild card. <laughs> it'll be like Barack Obama. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. Or it'll Stop be uh, Louis DeJoy. Uh, I was oh gonna say, Kamala God, Harris. no. I'm actually going to pick somebody good this time, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I didn't mean I like swear that, to God, but... it's Tulsi Gabbard. I swear to God. I'm gonna I will that. quit this podcast. Yeah, yeah I quit this podcast. <laughs> the end of the podcast. We didn't even make it to 169. No, I will quit this fucking podcast. Uh, my it's... wild card pick is Louis Armstrong. Okay. Okay. Interesting. All right. Okay. Talk to me. That's again, musician great. picking a musician. I like it. So, it, and and because the reason that, and this is uh, from a book that Kelly actually gave me called Satchmo Conquers the World, I think. And uh, yeah, it, so jazz musicians specifically were used by the CIA to kind of like cool 
uh, Cold War, War tensions and um, like fight anti-American propaganda. So I'm going to say that he uh, counts as a, a political leader of some kind. Let's go. Totally. Cer- certainly yeah, let's a go. very important cultural leader. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. totally but counts in this whole writing whole American game culture here. and really yeah. music culture too. Oh yeah, I love yeah. that pick. That's awesome. Absolutely. And um, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's my wild card. <laughs> what would be his? What would be his secret? His secret move? What would be his secret power? I know. Um, Superpower. Secret power. He can put you it. to sleep with his voice. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, he's uh he's got like bullet time like neo uh, because he yeah, can yeah, yeah. he can improvise so much that right. he can improvise like <laughs> space and time play right? with time signatures yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah, you know yeah, like yeah, you try yeah. and throw powers at him he's just like yeah obviously his theme song is uh what a wonderful world oh yeah obviously <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. Has, yeah. he wrote his own theme song yeah, yeah. Of, course. <laughs> of course solid <laughs> uh all right. All right. So, um, really important in WWE that you have oh a finishing move, okay. right? It's really important that you're able to finish strong. Okay. Wow. So, I am going to take J. Robert Oppenheimer. Oh. <laughs> 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 All right. Sure. Well, it's one yeah. way to do it. I guess that's one hey, way to just, do it. I'll just wipe everybody off the stage. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's one way to do it. I have become Death Destroyer of Worlds. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. Finish him. Yeah. Over. Uh-huh. Game over. So, yeah, that'll, uh, you know, you have to, you got to deal with, with, with the tank knife fight combo and then if that goes all wrong we're just gonna end everything is his song <laughs> also 99 red balloons but like the, the like goldfinger version or whatever it is yes <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yes it's it the gold yeah, yeah. yes 100 yeah. okay. percent. okay got it <laughs> yeah so it's like was... you, you can actually see it you're playing tyler yeah you're yeah, in the yeah, you're yeah. in the yeah. final throws <laughs> hitler's got that song going he thinks yeah, it's gonna yeah. happen and all of a yeah. sudden oppenheimer just drops down from the yeah, rafters yeah, right yeah, yeah you yeah. hear like americanized version from Goldfinger just starts playing, blasting. Yeah. yeah. Record scratches, and you're yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-oh. Goldfinger <laughs> comes on stage live. Live. Yeah, totally live. live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Sparks and yeah, 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 everything exactly. going yeah. on. Yeah. So we gotta back up a second because this is a deep nerd. This is a deep nerd alert. But I did have to Google this. Oh, you didn't often oh. for those that Sorry. don't know. <laughs> was the uh an american theoretical physicist who's a professor of physics at the university of california berkeley and who is accredited for being one of the fathers of the atomic bomb yeah he's the like the most famous guy of the um the project uh manhattan project yeah when people are like when people are like einstein invented the new it's like yeah but the person who's responsible for making it a weapon is like you know if you want to pick one guy oppenheimer uh and he has he has the quote so yeah um which comes from shiva oh yeah yeah destroy yes, the world yeah yeah yeah, yeah, sure yeah, does. yeah totally yep. totally so uh yeah that's my finishing move Shablam. Wow. good one john you want to run it down for us yeah let's do it all right so tyler we have fdr hitler and general butt naked i would about that i would love that, to just clip that and only that and just release it and be like, guess what our podcast was about? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Kelly has Mao, MLK, and Che Guevara. 
the the most yeah. insurgent driven, yeah, right? Like yeah, you have all yeah, insurgency there. Yeah. That's yep. really yeah. I've got I got multiple lines of the insurgency. Yeah, yeah, no, you're yes, just yes, yes, like yes. you're not even invited to the to the match, and then all of a sudden it's like boom, I, I Kelly's show up. Team's yeah, here. I'm exactly. Yeah. I'm the I'm the heel that comes in and fucks with your guys' start times. And yeah, I, exactly, exactly. Blake, we have Ataturk, Stokes. I forget his first name. Uh, and Louis Armstrong. Amazing. Really, really great team. These are the healers, yep. man. These are the peacekeepers. <laughs> yeah. This is a team that, like, you don't really, you're like, who is that? And then all of a sudden they're doing good. And you're like, still don't know who they are, but damn, formidable opponents. You it's know? the team where everybody else gets wiped out and then they're just hanging and they're like, yeah, I yeah, guess yeah, we win. Yeah. Here's the yeah, pipe. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, and then I took Nelson Mandela, Joseph Stalin, and J. Robert Oppenheimer. Very well rounded. You got. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I like how you, you hedged your bets at the end. So no matter what happens, you can yeah. still just drop the bomb and end yeah, it anyway. Yeah. I might not win, but I'm definitely not going to lose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, listeners, tell us who you think would win. Which one of those? Yeah. Which yeah. one of those four teams is the best picked? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And would you pick a different team? Who would you pick on on your uh, authoritarian Democrat and wild card? Yeah. Very interested to know. Yeah, because. Who knows? We might be picking our apocalypse apocalypse team soon, so you know, might as well practice. You you want to be ahead of the game on that for sure. So you you gotta know these are going to be very important things in the next, let's say, starting in whatever three November weeks ago, is, however many months that is from now. Yes. Uh, by the way, there's like around 200 days till the 2022 election. Speaking of apocalypse, Godspeed, everybody. Oh, 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 oh,